Warning, the following episode contains adult language and screaming goats. Listener discretion is advised. The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show. We now return you to part two of The Pinball Show, episode 122. All right, everybody, we're back. It's the Pinball Awards discussion. General thoughts on uh, the results. I was I was honestly surprised by a lot of it. I loved overall how it wasn't just a one-trick pony. There wasn't one game that took everything away, in my opinion. It was dispersed throughout different manufacturers, different games. Uh, I think the representation, the breakdowns, we'll talk about that, Dave. But I think that was wonderful. There was no big... It, I think the, the ceremony went... Uh, well enough as intended and really bought, brought a lot of energy, professionalism, fun, and entertainment to uh, to the industry. And so much so that I'm just happy that that uh, the manufacturers got behind the pinball awards this year more so than any other year. The giveaways were phenomenal. Uh, just as a reminder to all the listeners out there, the giveaways could not have been done without Stern Pinball, Jersey Jack Pinball, American Pinball, Spooky Pinball, and of course, Flippin' Out Pinball. But I added up all of like the values of those giveaways, y'all, and it was over $10,000 worth wow. of, of giveaways. You know, It and, was big. Uh, the so, support we received this year from yeah. the industry was, was just was amazing. And Joel and Amanda giving those things away was hilarious. Yeah. It was so much fun. It was such a party atmosphere. I was disappointed the, the there wasn't more on screen drinking and slurring of words. I was I was I thought there'd be more of that. Right? I love you guys so just, much. You know? Well, maybe next year for the acceptance speeches. But yeah, the 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 industry is getting behind us. The true manufacturers are mm-hmm. getting behind us, loving what we're doing. Hell, a uh, million follower iconic band Rush is behind the Pinball Awards so much so that they reshared uh, their accomplishments and their wins for the year, and to and that was wow. then reshared by five hundred people. Like insane amount of that support. Is crazy. It's still a little odd to me that some of the media people in pinball still don't get behind it and won't talk about it, won't share it or anything, even the news sites. But hell, I mean, if you got Rush, if Rush is good enough, I guess uh, to share it. We still need some community support. I thought I, I saw a lot of trolling messages during the chat, which was pretty sad and pathetic. But I think 98% of people freaking loved this show and seen uh, what we were trying to do to celebrate uh, the industry. So for yeah. that, Zach, thank we're, you. we're seven days out. We're mm-hmm. seven days out from, from the Pinball Awards. The first sort of live the Pinball Awards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have... Over 4,000 views on YouTube already, and all of the manufacturers shared in that success. Mm-hmm. Stern's face all over it. Spooky Pinball, who was not up for an award, was all over that the Pinball Awards mm-hmm. because of their generosity and support for the hobby and us in general. Um, American Pinball was there with their with their broken back glass that Amanda dropped. <laughs> People thought that was real too. We were like, it's a joke. I think she dropped like a cup or something. I don't know. Like that's free. That's literally free promotion that they're receiving just just to be a part of what we're doing and having fun. Like seven days out and four thousand views. Give us twelve months, 
and will be the highest. Well, we'll be at five oh, at God. least. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I don't know. Every time we do this, though, Dave, I'm like, I don't know if we want to do that again like that. That's I was rough. banned in the chat 30 seconds in, I want to say, to the broadcast, which I, I, yeah. I don't know what happened. But We do have to apologize to people. We had a, our our moderator bot was like a bot Nazi. Um, yeah. it, was, it was mean. It would just ban people if they used all caps or a, a symbol. They were like, no chat for you. And it was gone. So my apologies yeah. to those out there. I was there who LOLing got, like crazy, and I and I got banned two times. Prematurely, for yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think that uh, it's growing every year. Four thousand views on YouTube is pretty laughable. But for pinball, you know, it's uh, for award shows, it's probably if the you most, look at all the other award shows, the they've most, been on YouTube yep, for years. Viewed and, and accepted just, award shows in pinball history. So that's saying a lot. I was mostly proud of. This is corny. This is hokey. Bear with me, people. But I'm a, I'm a softy. I'm a sentimental kind of feller. I knew that Greg and I could pull it off and do the whole, you know, like that's just what we do. It's fucking natural. Um, he was four beers in, five beers in, so I knew he was going to be prime. <laughs> he was seven by the time the uh, ceremony was over. <laughs> me and him do our thing. That's like autopilot riding a bicycle, a tandem uh, bicycle. It's like falling off a bicycle. Somewhat yeah. erotic, but uh, that's that's what we do. But whenever whenever we got done with that awards and and cut, me looking over at the pride that George Fisher, the Joe Lingle birth, that Amanda Hamilton, that the people in the audience had, that Jason had from Pinball Party, to see all of them together know that they just nailed it and provided something of a lot of work, dedication, and care to the community and to see them elated and glowing and just just adrenaline pumping, that felt, that was the world to me. Like, holy shit. These people are even more empowered now to provide more to this industry because of what we did as a team. And yeah, hokey as it is, like, that was a drug to me that I will probably... Because the live stuff freaked me out. I'll probably chase that that high again to see my friends and and colleagues try to uh, that they felt accomplished and proud. I mean, at the flipping oh, out theater, awesome. you had hundreds, yeah. you not hundreds of people sitting there watching, enjoying that show. Yeah, everybody had a great time. Yeah, it was an experience. And they were proud, and they should be because they worked their asses off. Dave, you worked your ass off. Craig, you worked your ass. Everybody works their asses off. And even if people will naysay, and it, I always try to remind people before we hit go live, I reminded everybody there, look, guys, we're going to mess up a handful of times tonight. The only thing that we can do when we do mess up is lean into it and have fun. Because at the end of the and day, blame Zach. And bl- one of them wasn't the big one was my fault. That's okay. But roll with it. Have fun. <laughs> at, the end of the, at the end of the day, we're trying to celebrate pinball. There's nothing wrong that can come out of that. You're going to get people saying stuff that's just stupid. You're going to get people congratulating you on the hard work. But if we did it as a team and if we didn't do this, then it wouldn't be done. Nobody would be doing it. So, yeah, and everybody's proud of that. And I was like, let's just freaking have some fun. And and they did, and they gave it their all. And I, I will never be able to repay them for, you know, how much they've done. It's awesome. Some some of the uh, the behind the scenes stuff was really great. Some of the photos we posted from oh, from the from, event, you could see that you guys were actually you guys legitimately had a pre production meeting at like a Waffle House or something. Oh, 
And Nud, <laughs> do you see the story of Nudge Magazine? Shout out to Nudge. Oh, it was a so great good. story. Uh, on you see how very, nice Amanda's hair good. looked there? I mean, that was like her hair looked good that she, night. She ste- she she really went. Yeah, she really like you, you take a look at like Jason and he just schlubbed his way up there. Yeah, <laughs> I think he had a tie though, didn't he? Did you see Joel's Joel, jacket? It looked that, painted on. Was it yeah. a shirt or was it a real tie? Joel looked like a, a well-kempt Sasquatch. <laughs> it's so nice that his dad lent him his suit to it's wear. So you know cool. on Disney's Beauty and the Beast whenever like they primp the beast and then afterwards you're like, he's like, I look stupid. But he looks like so precious. That was Joel. He's like, you hairy wildebeest, you. So precious. So cute. Prepping so cute. the beast, we call and it. Dennis Creasel. I can't even start with Dennis Creasel. The Creasel was there with a jacket on and a smirk. He, he and the Nordman shirt. He oh, pulled perfect. a smirk out. That was fantastic. Okay, so now we can get into the bread and butter because uh, people want to know numbers. They don't lie, and they think that I made a fortune and that I messed up the things so that I could win everything. So is that the case? Reporting live. That is indeed the case. Okay. <laughs> so the, I mean, the reason that, that at least we all know, know now. The, the reason that you and Dennis Creasel and I, and we sort of preliminarily started this conversation years ago was because we we were upset because we couldn't win any awards. <laughs> so we tried to rig this up in a way that we could get them. <laughs> and so far, so good. <laughs> right. So actually, let's break down the methodology. I'll break down how this works. This okay. is, this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to bring this down Two to out of three Indiana's That's all public do. school <laughs> level. We're going to bring it real down low. <laughs> So it's a critic style choice awards, oh, right? Which geez, basically means that so there's boring. critics, but it's also a blended methodology. So that means that 90% is from a vetted pinball hobbyist personality judging pool that we vet before they get their ballots. And 10% of the weighting is given to any pinball community or anybody who wants to go the out. Public. So the public, we, we wanted to do that. Now, the reason we added the public vote was a couple of things. One is we were disappointed in the last couple of years of the amount of people who wanted to be judges. We weren't getting enough judges. And some of that comes from the fact that, I don't know, people have a you know a, a, an ax to grind or we're not being promoted by other pinball media because they don't want us to succeed or something. Whatever the reason was, we just weren't getting as many. We wanted like hundreds of judges and we were only getting like 50. Mm-hmm. So... We wanted to get more participation. We wanted more ethnic diversity, more gender diversity, which we spoke about sort of in the in the introduction there. Mm-hmm. We wanted all that to to be expanded. So let's break down who were the judges. It's posted on our Facebook page. It's posted on the Instagram, I think, as well, where I've where I've put it up there. We had sixty people apply to be a pinball personality judge. Oh, Those nice. are the ninety percent waiting. Okay. And that could of be those, like a, the IFPA people too, right? Top 100 right. competitive pinball people. They top 100 be, women's competitive. Yeah. they Social media provider, if they have enough followers, video content creator, tournament organizers. The thing is though that they had to give us, quote unquote, the evidence that we could vet them or research them. Mm-hmm. So we of the 60, two of those individuals were streamers and they didn't have enough of the followers that were required okay. to be a pinball um, personality. They'll get it next year. All right. So they'll get it next year. So we reached out to them, asked them for a little information. Or they were, uh, you know, a tournament organizer who didn't have enough people attending at least one thing. All right. So, so are they all TPM had, people, though? 
they were no no they weren't oh, so okay. of the 50 of the 60 judges we got 58 were approved for uh, 54 of them completed their ballots 100% three people who were approved that received ballots didn't complete them and one of them completed a partial ballot who gives a shit okay <laughs> sorry so <laughs> i was saying it in my head and it just like came out all right yeah so you asked the question were they all just tpn members well no you just give them to yourself of the 58 okay. that were approved 15 were tpn members that's it <laughs> that's 25.87 percent that was lower than i thought okay of the of the uh vetted pinball personality voting pool so okay. people's narrative of it's just tpn giving tpn you know votes i mean i guess if i don't want to take the effort to actually educate myself and jump to a conclusion to fit the narrative in which i've created in my head yeah yeah it was all tpn okay it's 25 that's okay yeah, good and then some i think the that's public... less than years per years past because we've had more printball personalities outside of TPN apply for judging roles this year. And that's coming again from we're expanding because we're in a, you know, we're, we're growing as a, as a, an award, if you mm -hmm. will. Now the, the public uh, ballot, this is the first year we added the public ballot. I was, uh, very much against adding a public component in the beginning. They're skeptical. Uh, that was, yeah, I was probably a bit mean. So I didn't, I didn't think this was a good idea, but as it, as we added it, so the, the 90, 10 methodology, the 90, 10, uh, 90 being the, the, the sort of pre-vetted, you know, critic like, component. Like the video game awards, yeah. It's like the video game awards. And the more research I did in that afterwards and the few, it's a great mixed methodology because it, it avoids social engineering of the, of the ballot, which basically means bots or, you know, communities gathering together to make sure a pinball machine wins because they have financial interest or something. Mm -hmm. But we had, and I'm, I'm shocked at this number in the first year where we had a very tight window, we didn't do a whole lot of promoting. Um, we had 189 public ballot requests. Oh, um, That's high. Uh, well, we actually had, we actually had like two Oh two and some of them submitted both, uh, a judge's ballot oh, okay. and a public ballot because they weren't sure if they qualified as a judge. Mm -hmm. They inevitably did qualify as a judge. So their judging ballot for the public ballot was thrown out. They didn't get two ballots. But we had 189 public ballots sent out. 158 of them were returned and counted. And that blew me away. I didn't think we'd get that many in the short turnaround period that we had. Yeah, a lot of people cared. That's pretty phenomenal it's That's pretty cool. impressive i'm really happy with that. and they had to jump through this wasn't click on the link and spam the answers and like they had to you had to return stuff you had to get the yeah that was you had to literally request the ballot we went through every one of them with the help of amanda hamilton and dennis creasel mm -hmm. and we looked at ip addresses we looked at you know the the email addresses uh, we and looked at all that stuff. If there were questions we had, we reached out to a few individuals to ask them for some more information to check like and see if Dennis, they were real. And like Dennis Creasel always says, anytime you include like a public voting system, they're all flawed. They all have the capacity to have big holes and mistakes and uh, lack of representation and reliability issues, yada, yada, yada. But this way, it actually got around the farm bots and stuff like that. It, people had to spend some time to care enough 
to to blow their vote, if you will. So it, yeah. it so, really I mean, increased they reliability. Have, they might have had somebody sneak in that voted two or three times, but it's not enough to effectively yes. tilt yeah. the findings. I was a happy lot. With like that. there might be some movement in the numbers, but we're not talking. We'll you do know, even more next of, year all, too. Even more stuff. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we're, re- I'm really, and now that we've been through the process, I'm actually very pleased and happy with the way that went. And I think it was the right move. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. So then what happened? We, uh, who won? Oh, this is the best part. Okay. All right. So we got, uh, and we'll go through these somewhat quick. You guys have to go watch the video on demand. You can watch the whole thing yourself, uh, on TPN's YouTube page. So go check it out there. Best art. Both cabinet and back glass, that was a category, as well as play field, two separate categories there. The recipient winners were was Jersey Jack Pinball, Toy Story 4, which surprised me, honestly. Yeah, I, I, I was surprised too. I, I, was, I was surprised. I really was at that one. Although, this was a very tight category um, for voting. Now... A lot of people go, well, of course, Toy Story won because it was a Disney property and Pixar provided all the whatevers. But they didn't put it together to look like a pinball machine. They just provided the clips and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Craig. He's got an axe grind on this one. He did not like it. I've watched. I've seen videos. Yeah, I thought it was a bit too <clears throat> Photoshoppy for my for my liking. I thought, and just the creative element of coming up with these. Um, art packages I thought was I thought Rush did a better overall job at that in my opinion I I don't doubt though when you look at that Toy Story I don't doubt why it got the votes ultimately because when you do look at that machine you're like oh that's that's actually a really attractive you know Toy Story theme pinball machine and it does draw you in so I get it but just myself personally I I thought um Rush did a better job at putting those two packages together um, and had a and had a tougher a tougher job to to do that effectively versus a toy story mm. but that's rush was a little cartoony i think that might be yeah. why it dragged a bit they lost, and I, lost I, a few votes. I think it was good but yeah. i think that's why it dragged uh, so uh, the the percentages were toy story at 24.3 in the blended rating mm-hmm. and rush and Fathom Revisited were actually tied at 20.1% of the shared vote. Mm. Which is which I think is the bigger story there. Yeah. That that a game that was a that was revisited from a from somebody else. Now there's some people are gonna get into it like, well, why is a ballet on package that too? From nice. Tell him, Craig. Get him, Craig, tell him. I I just think it's ridiculous that that we're voting on something that was created even. 40 years ago. That's a good argument. We're gonna look but, into that. That's a good argument. Do you know what I mean? So it's like I, I, I don't. I, I in some ways I think some of these machines should be excluded from. Uh, you know, anyone doing a, a reboot of a of a theme, where basically they've taken the exact same everything and and just redone it with modern components. It's fine. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. That's an ama- that's amazing. But I'm not sure that it should be up for an award just for just because it's there mm-hmm. I, would, anyway, that's just I mean me. i think when you get into like animations lighting sure the stuff code in, yeah. i think that might work i mean the thing is that we expected the judging pool and uh, specifically the judging pool to be more critical of what they're choosing 
which is why we left it in, but we'll probably change the art categories in following well, years unless there's significant changes. I would say that I, I might align with Craig Bobby, but for the the sake of entertainment value and also open-mindedness, uh, the, the angel's advocate in me would, would say, well, let's wait a minute here because Fathom in and of itself, I'm not sure what the award ceremony was back in 81 uh, to mm. be, you know, did it get a chance to win in 81 and... Also, if we can pull a game from 1981 and throw it into 2022 and it still holds up today, then damn it, it should be eligible uh, for this because that just goes to show you how great this thing has uh, not only become, but how it still holds up today. So I could see if there was an awards and stuff back in 81. It's already been presented, guys. We can't be, we can't win twice, two different years. This is technically the first time that it's been presented for an eligible award. You yeah, were you were point. still on the witch's tit back in eighty one. All right, what? <laughs> I was inside. I was inside so we also the, the scrot. I wasn't even out yet. <laughs> wasn't even breathing. Oh God. Yeah, eighty four, <laughs> baby. That was that was when I was established. <laughs> You've changed the, uh, my mind. I've that's how <laughs> fast I'm going to roll over on that. <laughs> no, I, I mean I. I get the argument, um, although the I don't think the art was significantly adjusted enough, in my opinion, compared to the other things that that they really did an amazing job with on Fathom Revisited. But I get it. the the uh, The other caveat here is that with Toy Story, you're able to choose the trim level, and the trim level that won uh, for best art was actually no preference. Mm, yeah. <laughs> So you could choose C, E, or L, E, and more people just said, I don't care which one. They're both fine, Yeah, which is interesting. Excellence in photography. Nudge Magazine nudged it out uh, with the majority of vote pretty heavily, uh, I might add, followed by Orange Photography and Nap Arcade. Uh, so, yeah. Nudge, Nudge ran be- away with it. Yep. Nudge ran away with it, and good for them. 37.8%. They did very well, and that's they get a hell of a product there. I really like that magazine. So that was that was good. We see Orange Photography back in the mix with Gene Wang, and then Nap Arcade is a tried and true. So I like it. And then so congratulations to Nudge, and then we got uh, best music, and then we got the sound stuff: best music, best sound effects, best callouts, best music went to Rush, and of course, talking about running away with it, over sixty percent of the vote went to Rush Pinball over the other top three candidates in Weird Al's Museum of Natural Hilarity and Alien. Mm. People just, they love their David Thiel. He'll always find a way in that top three. David Thiel is so good at what he does. He's really good. But I like that when it came to best music, both the public and judges all agreed. It's Rush. And and Rush with best music. Now, here's the thing, right? A band pin generally will always win best music. And I know that there's a level of criticism that could be levied here on that. Um, but as a Canadian, I mean, generally we listen to rush when we're at the grocery store You're okay with it this year. Yeah. Yeah. We're, you know, we listen to it all the time when we're at like, we call it shoppers <laughs> drug mart here. You guys have like, I think it's called CVS down there. Yeah. You know, you're walking down, you're, you're, you're picking up your groceries and you're just listening to Tom Sawyer yeah. all the time. It's very odd up here. Don't you have to pick up a lot of ointments, Dave? I think you're an ointment, like a something growing, rashes and No, no, it's the it's the cold weather. It's on the lips, you just oh, all over the lips. 
This yeah, is, yeah, you're slathering yeah. yourselves with Vaseline. Constantly. Exactly, was, and and both the public and the judging vote for the rush was 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 like sixty percent or more. The public voted almost seventy percent in favor of Rush. And what the hell happened with best sound effects? Because they that was ranked third. Rush dropped to number three, whereas Alien was the one that came away with the crystal for best sound effects. Alien. Yeah. I'll agree. That was a Alien. that was a great sound effects package. <laughs> it was twenty three point two percent of the blended ballot vote. And Weird Al coming second at nineteen point four percent. I like that judges and public were in agreement. Both judges and the public said best callouts were, in fact, out of those three, were uh, were Weird Al. But keep in mind that the public actually, the most favored public vote in best sound effects wasn't any of the top three. It was actually Cactus Canyon Remake. Yeah, by a significant margin, by 10%, mm-hmm. 25, almost 26% of the public voted for Cactus Canyon mm-hmm. sound effects. And I did see- And it is good. I did see overall, just a bird's eye view, the public- tended to favor Cactus Canyon remake more in the pinball awards than did the media members, but the media members tended to favor Weird Al's Museum of Natural Hilarity more than they did Cactus Canyon. That was yeah, the, the juxtaposition I voted, there. I voted, like. uh, I voted Weird Al for, for sound effects because I, I, I played it a couple of times at Pintastic last year and I was pleasantly surprised by the sound effects. The oh, Rush yeah. sound effects were good. Um, but I, I didn't think they were as quirky or as interesting. And on James Bond, we were still on that sort of beta code new, before yeah. they still hadn't filled it out. I think it, I think, uh, you can make the argument for Weird Al. Absolutely. But you didn't have to, when it came to call outs, cause Weird Al did win with over 33% of the vote coming in. Yeah. Big time. Well-deserved. I mean, it was literally Weird Al. Yeah, I mean. Now, I did, however, vote for Rush on this one. Oh. <laughs> I feel, wait a second. Craig, did you vote for Rush on this one, too? I voted for Rush on oh this one, too. Oh, my God. What are the odds of that? What are the odds <laughs> of that? Now, the reason I did was because You're Canadian. I thought Getty Lee and Alex Lifeson just had so much fun they making the callouts mm-hmm. for this. And the, and the thing is, a, I don't know if you know this, Zach, that sometimes Canadians – ham it up for Americans because we think it's hilarious. Yeah. You oots and the boots. Yeah, yeah. R- right. We we sometimes we put on a little more than we have to. And and I think Getty says like, shoot the scoop, eh? And yeah. it's like, oh my God. Because we don't say scoop. We, we say eat scoop. That shit up, yeah. And it's like, and, and as a Canadian, when you listen to that, there's like a meta level joke that yeah. you realize that they're putting extra into it. Yeah, and, and it's great. And then us Americans there are like, oh, we just think moose are so cute. We just love moose. <laughs> Yes. They're They're just, but here you hit them with a car and they kill your entire family. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. I, and I thought too, you know, you kind of expect weird, a weird out game to have hilarious weird out call outs, which it definitely does. And I think at the end of the day, that's why it won. But I thought for, for Ed Robertson and the guys at rush to elevate themselves to, to a level of the humor that they did, I thought took, took more or was more unexpected i think and it, it did show off the band's sense of humor which they they do have if, if you know anything about the about the band and have seen their music live they 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 do like to poke fun at themselves and they have a great sense of humor in general i think so that's why they got my vote <laughs> I, I get the argument 
definitely. Hashtag Russified. <laughs> what about excellence in writing? Do you guys write anything this year? Obviously, I didn't, didn't do any writing. I would love to do one. more pinball writing, but I just haven't haven't done. Ooh, I this, just I'm so freaking busy. This was a freaking close one. This was a close one, and you know what's wild? The public determined the winner for excellence in writing. Nap Arcade took wow. it away because between the judges, the the media judges. It was at a standstill. It was a tie between Nap Arcade and Nudge Magazine. We had to go to the public vote, and public voted Nap Arcade just just a little bit over Nudge Magazine. Oh, but Zach, but Zach, this 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 public voting component is not large enough to affect any change in this vote. This is outrageous. Numbers don't lie. I only report you're facts. lying. You're lying. Just the way it, it is. This this was determined by point one nine percent. Wow. Is what the difference was in that public versus uh, judging vote that made the difference in this category. If if Greg Bone took a breathalyzer during the award show, he would have blown a point one nine as well. Like it, it's <laughs> interesting enough. <laughs> he was sauced. That's well. I mean, he is he is an expert blower. That's, that's right. <laughs> oh, so yeah, best writing and pinball news made it into that top three as well. Best lighting effects. I, I mean, I didn't. I, I I should say that I didn't vote uh, in the pinball awards, either as public or as a media person. I didn't qualify for the media stuff. I didn't vote, but for best lighting, I know you guys love your rush and expression lighting on the LE. I get that, and that's what won. But Toy Story Four with the with the uh, with the hot rails, that one tickled me. So did Fathom Revisited. They said we don't need lighting just. On the playfield, we need it custom oceanic scene under your cabinet. Yeah, it was the it was the limited edition with the expression light factory standard, mm. which won this category with with forty two point six of the blended vote. And it was uh, well this it was damn nice. <laughs> it's it's pretty good. Now, I voted for Rush in this one as the judge. The reason was, and I think I made a mistake. It pro- I probably should have voted oh, Toy come Story. Come on, 4. that compromises everything. No, but now, see, because is this like a twippy where we're pulling back votes now? All of a sudden, uh, after the fact, <laughs> what's happening here? The because when I played <laughs> Toy Story Four, I played it at Pintastic in a really lit area. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it it you know the game was kind of down. Like Jack was literally fixing it. And I didn't get the greatest experience when I played it the first time. But when I played it the second time, it was in a darker room with the hot rails and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So when I was sitting there with my ballot, I kind of forgot about Mm -hmm. the exciting experience that I had later on that day. Well, and it wasn't the hot rail implementation that GNR was. Oh, certainly not. No. But so I did vote Rush, Rush, although, you know, the judges just. was sexy too. God, that was Mm. good lighting. Really good lighting. Alien was Fathom dark. Fathom finishing third with eight <laughs> yeah. percent. Yeah. Who would have thought a game from the eighties would have better lighting in the future? Mm-hmm. It's, up, it's revisited. That's because it's revisited. And it's RGB. It's beautiful. The next one, best animation display and effects. I knew without a doubt it's JP for Dewin. It's part of his nickname. He took it home yet again. I think what third year in a row? Or no? Oh, did they have one? They didn't have a game eligible last year. Maybe I don't remember. But Toy Story 4 wins it, 48% of the vote. Yep. 
Yep, ran away with that one. And, and, then, and it's so it's so good. Well, people are like, oh, it's because Pixar did all the animation. It's like, well, no, they, they he mixed <laughs> it. He hurt. added his own bits. Yeah, and quite it, frankly, I mean, if if you can't tell what J.P. DeWin did and what Pixar did, <laughs> then he deserves I think he's going to need a little bit more credit there. Yep, yep. Uh, but top three of them there, I, it makes sense to me. Toy Story, Rush, and Weird Al's Museum of Natural Hilarity. I liked it. What about uh, the social media? Excellence in social media. This is a, we- a weird category, I think. But yeah, we added that? this category because we wanted to, uh, you know, ex- you know, point out that there are quote unquote social media people out there who are actually building communities within the within the group themselves. They're sharing, you know, images. They're doing all those things, and they and the criteria as to what qualifies as a social media pinball hobbyist personality that's on the website. But Nap. Nap Arcade ran away with this. Man, another award. 35.6%. Yeah, Nap Arcade last year won two crystals. Damn. Nicely done. Yeah, Pinball now, Degenerates now, right there as well. And Dead Flip. Joe Cherivino, 8.3%, him and the Degenerates. Mm-hmm. And then Dead Flip with 6.78% of the social media influence. I'll tell you who got snubbed here. It would be Hup Challenge. Right, that is. You're exactly Hub Challenge right. got snubbed here. They are so good. I uh, yeah, more at their social media TikTokiness. Yeah, they they get more giggles per post for me than any other media provider. Absolutely. Right. They're, they're Absolute, more clever than they need snubbed. to be. They're great. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, more recognition needed. Uh, maybe next year. Maybe next year. What about best innovation and best toys? We're going to put it together there. It's two awards, but Jerry over at Multimorphic took it away. Both of them. Weird Al wins for best innovation. Damn near 60%. That was a runaway. There was nobody even close. And then best toys. That was a closer one with Weird Al winning over Rush and Cactus Canyon remake. How about, how about best innovation? The number two finisher here. Decline to vote. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Decline to vote. Got 10.7% 10.7% of so many people were like, there was nothing really very innovative or exciting this year that they decided not even to innovative. vote. Innovative, innovative, innovative. Yeah. Innovative. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't necessarily I don't, agree with that, but anyway, I, I don't agree with it either, but man, 10.7% of the blended determined. vote said they did. I think on that, I really feel like fathom revisited. Didn't get the love that it did deserve because innovation wise, that's like the color DMD Twippy argument. Like, uh, it was innovative last year because the system itself is innovative. But what is new this year that needs recognition? I think the judges may have gotten that one. I would have questioned that one. Um, but where Haggis Pinball, what they had is they had all types of production build innovations. Uh, the LCD, uh, LCD monitor in, in the apron the upgraded uh, taking an old game and upgrading the code, the lighting mount underneath the way they do the head and the back and the die cut stuff. Um, I could go on and on the fathom revisited and haggis pinball. They really had a, they technically had a, a lot of innovations the, the, the fucking hybrid play field, the hybrid play field that doesn't mm-hmm. dimple or chip. Mm-hmm. I mean, is that not innovation? One would argue, well, that they came on Kelt, so that's another one of your arguments. Yeah, but this came standard. It was different than a choice option kind of thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just my thoughts. 
Well, they did get 2.6% of the vote. People did both public <laughs> and person? judges vote for them. Yep. So, so other people they, agreed. They got a lot of public votes there at 10%. Yeah. Nicely. Yeah. Nicely done. But if we're talking about innovation, it's hard not to not to look at the P3 platform. Absolutely. And toys, was there a lot of toys in these games? I mean, Weird Al did have a plethora of different mechs and stuff. The wheel, um, Rush had the time machine and the drum clock. Cactus Canyon. I think Cactus Canyon had a lot of toys, and the public thought so too. I I can't can't disagree. Yep. What about video, videography? Excellence in videography. Yes, the SDTM award. Yes, the straight down the middle took home that one. Now you know what I uh, I want to tip my cap not to you asshole media judges, but to my people, the public, because the public values straight down the middle a hell of a lot more than you oversensitive, biased media judge panel, right? The public gave us a lot of vote. The judges were like, eh, I suppose. They're like, really? Yeah. Them guys again. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, this is, this is why we created this award ceremony. Yeah. Thank so you, we public. could give you this award. And shout out to Emoto Arcade and Abe Flips as well. Abe Flips is so good. The, oh, that was now. He didn't have many videos. Everybody's like, straight down the middle. Didn't have, we had plenty of videos, people. Ape Flips, I think, had like three videos. But damned if those videos weren't like they were some of the best ever made in pinball. It's the overlay animation stuff. The, his he does. animation work and, and narration is second to none. If and he then, had a British accent, oh, no, dubbed so in German. It's German. Yeah, it's, it's feeling good. Yeah, dubbed in German. Yeah, you shoot, you shoot the in the spinner. It makes you feel good inside. Das flipper. Can Achtung. I get you some schnitzel with that video? <laughs> oh, now, and is this... now we'll never <laughs> be allowed in Germany. <laughs> there go our German numbers. I like schnitzel. We still got Brazil. Exactly. Still got Brazil. Now, now you've also won the Twippy for video, right? Yeah, a couple of times. Yeah, which which of course we have also engineered so you win. That's right. I was hosting him at the right. time, so of course. Or what I hosted? So eh, I wasn't hosting. That was last year, wasn't it? Shit, I don't even remember. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, no, there last you go. year was like, Todd Tucky. Okay. Yeah, that's right. So the year before, but here you I go. Think. Right. Like they're like, yes, they are a TPN award. You know, twenty five percent of TPN voted. The public still voted for you. Yeah. Yeah. The public. So did. I mean, I don't know why people crap in a box and send it to Ennisville. I don't get it. I don't because uh, because it's, we're an easy target and we welcome it. You know what? If that's where it needs to go, if the hate needs to go somewhere. Funnel it, baby. It's a natural topper. I don't know. Funnel it. But you know what? We did bust our <laughs> ass this past year, <laughs> and uh, we provided a lot of a lot of videos, both you know, just our regular dude. Old, that Halloween video, come on. Yeah, and then we did. You know, we do industry stuff too, promotional stuff. We now do reveals, releases. We do documentary style featurettes. Uh, for, I won't say just Jersey Jack anymore. I'll tease that. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, we uh, we put in a lot of work. What about the Hall of Fame, the Pinball Machine Hall of Fame? Very quickly, we do it every single year. This year, the EM, it was a doubler. Uh, people couldn't decide between Captain Fantastic and Wizard, so both of them get inducted into the Pinball Machine Hall of Fame. 1970s era. Both of them terrible games. 1970s came along, oh my, stars. The Slam Tilt Podcast, love. Uh, 1980s was Taxi. 
More yeah, bells. this totally is where it needs to be. It needs to be. Yep, 1990s. It's about time for the Adams Family. Damn. Uh, and then 2000s was Spider-Man. The last... Was there anything else released <laughs> in the 2000s? No, not really. Uh, but Spider-Man, I would argue Spider-Man does deserve to be in there. It is a Steve Ritchie classic and a Lyman Sheets classic. And then so uh, good. 2010s era, it was a tie between The Walking Dead, my favorite pinball machine of all time, and Iron Maiden Legacy of the Beast. Here comes Keith Elwin. And I agree with that. Next year is going to be different. Different rules next year, so stay tuned. Then we jump back into theme integration, which was won by Alien. I, I, agree. I agree. How could it not be? It pulls you in. It does. How, pull how could you it in. not be? I mean, it might not work, but uh, Craig Bobby would argue Rush. I... <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> well, yeah. Craig, so would really? Mike at pinballers. I'm like a broken record over here, you know. I, oh my I, god, you are such a sellout! They, no, they've got a good argument. Rush has a ton of integration. It, it it truly does. I mean, how how can you not integrate? You've got the damn band members offering yeah. custom callouts. You've got all of their different songs, the visuals of these lyrics, and put it into the game. I, I'm I'm with them. Craig just likes owls. He just likes snow I, owls. Yeah. My biggest thing with Alien 2 and Detractor of Alien, which which was enough for it to not get my vote, was that they did not, and it's an old argument, I know, I'm sorry. Asterisk. They didn't didn't have the biggest asset of Alien, beyond the aliens, they had Alien. They did not have Sigourney Weaver, and so I thought you can't have, you can't win best theme for a movie property without their number one character. Like, eh. That's a great argument, honestly. But it's got Bill Pullman. Or is it, or is it Bill Paxton? Paxton. Or is it Bill Paxton? Game over, man. They're both exactly the same person. Did you know that? I heard, I heard streaming was pretty damn hard. A lot harder than podcasting. And it is. It goes to show you clock. technical expertise is needed to win the prestigious Crystal Pinball Award. And he did it again. I.E. Pinball, Carl D'Angelo, takes it away. 28.7% of the vote. He left everybody else in his dust. In the dust by 16%. And that was agreed upon by both judges and the public. Yeah, basically the same. Mm-hmm. Basically the same amount. It was, and, and well-deserved, like Carl oh, D'Angelo. Yeah. Um, you know, w- when you saw that setup that they had for in-disc, oh, yeah. you know, the screens and the monitors in front of the commentators, and he, like heaven a, gags with Elgato no signal up on its for uh, for <laughs> a triple drain, right? Travis Murray, <laughs> I pinball. I say, you know what? Give him the win, um, because somebody's going to have to step up their quality uh, and their exposure to beat him. He's going to keep winning until somebody else is able to not just present consistently. But mm-hmm. having a consistent quality mm-hmm. and well, also creating something different and fun like he's done with his uh, pin clash. And right. I agree that there are a lot of followers for the second and third place flipping out pinball and dead flip. But I would have maybe liked to have seen the media panel give a, a nod to Fox City's pinball. Mm-hmm. District 82 Absolutely. and all of the yeah. streaming uh, that Tom and, and group yeah. have, have done up there. Snubbed. Also snubbed. Yeah, so uh, yeah, it's a tough category there. Um, Tom is like streaming. It feels like every weekend for God's sakes. I mean, the guy's a machine as far as pumping out the, mm-hmm. the content. But what I will argue though, 
uh, not so much for flipping out, but I will argue for flipping out and dead flip because I've said it and I've preached it and, and people buy their DLC basket of fruits to throw at me and veggies. Entertainment sells. And flipping out pinball with Joel Engelberth, with the talk chats, with Craig Bobbies and uh, the Dennis Creasels of the world, the George Fishers, the the Mike, the pinballers, the hot. That's entertainment. Dead flip dancing around. That is entertainment. Him doing reveal. It's entertainment. So where maybe that's not as technical as an IE pinball, entertainment sells. So does rules. If you're buying a new pinball machine nowadays, rules are what's going to get you there. Sorry, Munsters. And Rush takes it away. Brady, you did it, damn it. Smashed Wasn't even close. 70.9% of the vote. (laughs) Wow. And the original Cactus Canyon, the finished original Cactus Canyon code was next at 8.5. Mm-hmm. Wowee. Yep. And I think that has to do with the fact that James Bond code wasn't even remotely close. Sure. It didn't get a single judge vote. That's tough. That's tough Not because we know one. that one's going to be good. And it only got one public vote. Well, damn, you didn't have to go say that. <laughs> and Toy Story <laughs> didn't get a single judge vote. Okay, all right, enough. What about <laughs> podcasting? Can we you know, move through this thing? The Pinball Show. Oh! Well, what do you know? Yet again, the public is the one that we love, Craig. I don't know what's not to I don't love, know. The media, media, you guys heavy-handedly uh, <laughs> voted for us as well. So I love you guys on this one. Thanks. It was pretty big. 36.6% of the vote. The next one, though, Deserving I got to say. for the other two, yeah. They're really the best, you know, podcast on Objectively, TV. right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is, is Silverball Chronicles with Ron Hallett Jr. and David Dennis. I call them the Cronies. Yeah. The, <laughs> so it was the public vote that really let us down on that one. Uh, the judging vote, not as well. But we had 11 and a half, 11.6. That's good. Yeah. We're happy with that. Triple drain at 9.59. Mm-hmm. But it was the public that voted overwhelmingly for uh, Joel, Travis, and Tom. Overwhelmingly? I thought it was like one or two votes. <laughs> overwhelmingly. <laughs> In comparison to uh, Silverball Chronicles. Uh, but it was the judging vote that ended up tilting us to the win in second place. You know what's going to be interesting is we're talking the difference between podcasting and streaming. At some point, the committee is going to have to sit down and talk about, you know, the 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 new stuff that Joel Engelberth is bringing and flipping out in general has brought uh, back to the days of Ken Cromwell. Like, like the video podcast yeah, format? Because, yeah. you know, j- uh, we've got... Joel doing interview with George Gomez as a stream. Is that a stream? Is that a podcast? Do those get lumped together more as a, a, a media? I would also like to see maybe, uh, maybe I'll pitch this to the committee next year, maybe entertainer of the year, the, the an entertainer, yeah. just an entertain. So a lot of, a lot of things to be, to, to evolve over the years. But I, those three podcasts are like three of my favorites. I mean, Silverball Chronicles, is lovely. Dave, you very much deserve that. You were there in second place last year, I believe, weren't you? Yes. And the reason, again, we I started this was to give myself an award, and I still haven't go. done that. Well, I can't throw it in until <laughs> until I, think, I do. I think these crystals are about a buck twenty-five a piece, so well, 
We'll get you. I think that shows where the the campaign money that uh, TPN threw at that <laughs> award, or TPS, sorry, <laughs> threw at right. that award, really paid off at the end of well, the day. So we got to pay for it. So sometimes you got to pay for it. <laughs> Triple Drain Pinball Podcast, the newcomer, and it's working. It surely is working. Damn that Tom charm. Tom wins. Say <laughs> <laughs> he's top three, uh, and then best layout rush. I'm good with that. 50% of the vote. I'm good with it. I love shooting Rush. I love shooting James Bond. That was number two. I love shooting Toy Story 4. That's number three. And given the the early uh, the earliness of James Bond and it still getting 27% of the overall vote, that's good indication of the popularity of that game where that may be next year. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a shame that it was, you know, it, it came out sort of half-baked. Mm-hmm. But, you know, sometimes you get one of those chocolate chip cookies it's just not quite cooked and you eat it and you're like oh that's good i like my stranger things but whatever and then the harry williams pinball legacy award went to george gomez fitting well he's had deserved. a hell of a year and i gotta say when we envisioned the legacy award we kind of had an expectation as to where it would go and who would be the popular uh, vote in a lot of those things and you know what that has not come true Mm. They have been the strangest out of left field. Dwight Sullivan in year one. Mm. That would mean well-deserved, but not somebody I would ever put on the list that I thought would be on the short list. Mm-hmm. Gomez coming in with 24.4% of the vote this year, right behind Lyman Sheets at yeah. 18.2. Felt like it might have been a year of Lyman. Exactly. But George Gomez, you got Insider Connected, you got James Bond, him coming in and and redoing all of Steve Ritchie. <sighs> It was kind he of was the up year front of and center, kind but of he year. is integral. Now go back into the Silverball Chronicles archive and listen to the second George Gomez episode that we that we review. A lot of what he did with Stern, how he came back to Stern, and he is integral in everything that Stern has become in the last ten years. Because he was on the board, he's worked his way through. Uh, in the leadership team at the ground level, he's put his his money where his mouth is, and the best created nickname in the entire industry. It's our homie Gomi. I like it. And best in show, Craig. Who won best in show? Does it rhyme with l- lush? <laughs> Hashtag rushy. Fifty six percent vote. That's a good rush game. Pinball. That's a good game. Which one did you vote for, Craig? I actually strangely voted for Rush. Toy Story. I, I thought it was a bit of a stretch <laughs> and I was go. going out there on a limb. The other two, uh, <laughs> Toy Story 4, wonderful game. Cactus Canyon Remake, phenomenal game. I like that the representation in Best of Show come from three different manufacturers. That's cool. That was the Pinball Awards. Nicely done. Nicely Bravo. Done. We, Bravo. I think we did well, guys. I really think we did good with that show. I don't know if we want to do it again next year, but I think <laughs> Bravo and goodbye. <laughs> That's right. You guys will have to email us at thepinballnetwork at gmail.com. Let us know what you uh, particularly loved about the Pinball Awards, what worked well for you, and maybe some suggestions as to what you'd like to see in the future. Uh, we're open to all, uh, all the feedback that we can get that is constructive and... Um, decent <laughs> I, I i i just think it shows how much work and effort is going into this this uh, you know award show and you know as a casual observer i'd be like oh yeah they're doing an award show they're going to hand out a few words no there are there is some serious time and effort being put into these things and i think i think it shows in, in everything you know there's 
how the methodology is being crafted, mm-hmm. how the presentation of the awards are going. The, uh, the whole thing is, you know, there's a board that's actually meeting, you know, oh, gosh, weekly yeah. and monthly Even going over all tubs, these issues. And and we don't – and the thing is we don't – there's not just one person run, running this, right? That's a lot of pressure to put on yeah. one person. And there's mistakes that we noticed – you know, well in advance because somebody else was like, oh, well, what about this game? Don't they qualify? Or what about the, like, because there are so many of us that are actually like caring and mm-hmm. in on this that we, we can get all of that stuff out before, um, you know, any errors are made or before, you know, like my thing is like, it, we're always double checking things and reviewing things. And there's two or three of us looking at something. Because we all have like actual jobs and we're all actually doing other things. So stuff gets missed. And we, I think each and every year, we try to not just maintain what we did the previous year. We try to grow it every year, represent it better every year. Uh, Like this year, many new things, including a new name. The giveaways was a big one. Uh, So we'd like to bring in the reveal stuff. The live presentation. Live presentation. We're always pushing ourselves forward and uh, creating challenges for ourselves to create the best form of free entertainment. Not only free, but freaking $10,000 worth of free shit to get. Come on, people, get behind it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but I tell you what, Dave, Craig, it was a ton of work. You guys can attest to it. I can attest to it. It was a ton of work. There was only one thing, though, over how much work is needed to create it. Numbers don't lie. Only reports facts. And that is Pinball Market Trends. <laughs> what the hell was that? Is that a fucking loon? What, is, what was that bird? It's, this is, well, we are here now. That wasn't an F-14. What is that? No, no, that is that is the sound of a loon and a snowmobile because this is the Canadian market trend. Oh. Craig Bobby and David Dennis. You screwed it up last year. Now here you come screwing it up again. You don't mess with success. We've got crystals. Have you seen our numbers? The crystals don't lie. They're hefty. They cost a lot of money. They're nice. The people have spoken, Dave. They have, and I'll tell you what. How did I even find a clip of a loon? (laughs) Well, you found it. I'm quite shocked at that. But, I mean, trending down right now is Batman 66, Greg Bobby. Uh Oh, jeez. Batman 66. There has been one sitting in the Ottawa region for four (laughs) months at... At thirteen thousand dollars Canadian, what? which That's is approximately, steal. which is approximately nine thousand six hundred dollars American, approximately thirty five hundred dollars in America. What can you believe that it's been sitting for six months? A Batman sixty six in the Ottawa region. Wow! wow. Absolutely amazing. What is that? What is that trending down? Oh God, you're going to keep also, going. Also, this is the worst. Is the Adams family? There is a bunch of them sitting (laughs) on the pinball market in Canada right now, ranging, get this, Craig Bobby, ranging from $10,000 Canadian, which is $7,400 American, to $13,000 Canadian, which is $9,000. Where are you getting your facts? That's not even true. No, this is on the Canadian paid fourteen grand for mine. At this moment. And, oh, I've been given. Oh, breaking news. I've been given. A breaking, trending down. Fake news. Jake's 2012 Yamaha Apex (laughs) Snowmobile from Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. (laughs) Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. (laughs) That's sitting down right now. That is going for 
$4,000 Canadian. <laughs> that is trending down because Jake needs to get a pack of smokes and he's out of money. <laughs> and a side of smoked salmon to go with that. Yeah, if does, you're... He, does he smoke a new right. That's right, but we can't get away without a trending up hmm, in God. Canada, a Ghostbusters LE. Oh. This is one that Zach knows. I do. This is trending up at $17,000 Canadian. Hot damn. That is $12,700 US trending up. That's some hot poutine right there. Or what is it? What is it? Poutine. 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 I thought it was poutine. It's, it's, it, mm, it, it tastes significantly like poutine. That. That's some hot poutine. Man, my poutine's a little lumpy. I don't know about y'all's. Have you seen a and doctor that was for the that Canadian thing? market trends with Craig Bobby and David Dennis. Oh, we've taken so over. Sad. We've taken over. Which is titty and a poutine. Now, I don't know what to make of that. The numbers did lie up north. <laughs> I don't know what the hell they were reporting, but I'm going to report here that I can't even top that. Turning up this week is Scooby-Doo. Oh, jeez. What was that? Was that a was that an eagle and a yeah, see, and an F-14 or was that a floating balloon noise? You know how many of our listeners are erect right now? Jeez, yeah. that scared the crap out of me. <laughs> mm-hmm. What oh, the hell my, is that? My dog is that like dog? that. Totally. What's that? What is that? That is not it. An eagle will eat that thing. <laughs> Craig, where are you putting that peanut butter? <laughs> putting it in his poutang, I think. That's Canadian craft peanut butter, too. That's the good uh, stuff right there. That's right. It's oh, the chunky one. Poor George Fisher one. right now is freaking out. I don't know if it's gluten-free or... But, uh, <laughs> man, that poor guy, he came to Evansville, Indiana. Every time we took him out to eat, I'm like, George, I just want to say I'm sorry. Um, this whole area, <laughs> they have no clue. They, all we eat is dairy and bread. That's it. That's it. Oh, training down this week, Evansville, Indiana Foods. I'm sell, sorry, sell, sell. Fisher. We still found some <laughs> spots for you. Training up this week is Scooby-Doo because, did you, did you not watch the video? Even if you were hating on that damn poor game after watching the video, you secretly want one. I know you do. You're going to have to call them directly because numbers don't lie. My ass is sold out. Damn it. Wish I had a couple more. Bye, bye, bye. Else training up this week, it's brushed because it won everything. You're right, Craig Bobby. Mike. Ed Robertson, David Dennis, I guess. You guys are right. Rush, that's where it's at. It's the greatest game ever created ever. Slap in the face. If I, if I really want it, like, I I've got Rush. Tron. I've got Tron at home. It's a shooter's game. It's great. That's Borg. I would have a Rush, but I want something that's got more toys, something you know, something Ooh. Bash toy-y stuff. Ouch. And that's why I don't have a Rush. Wow. It's harsh, hmm. man, because there's a bad yeah. toy and a ton of toys in there. But uh, but it's not it's not it's not a it's not a it's not Stern a should just be sending all point. Canadians that want one for free, like or or there should be a serious discount just because. And it sounds like the dealers up north are doing very well this year. Congratulations! <laughs> all's training up this week is Weird Al. That's right, yours truly is training up Weird Al. Uh, also, Alien. Why not? Toy Story 4, because they're winning the Pinball Awards. You thought Rush was going to take it home? No. Weird Al's got it. Alien's got it. Toy Story's got it. Come on with it. 
What the fuck are you raising your hand for, David Dennis? What is this? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I hit the button. Oh, God. Also trending up this week is George Gomez taking home the Legacy Award, the Harry Williams Legacy Award. It's our homie Gomi, always in our hearts. Where's the code update, George? Also trending up this week, last but not least, I've already got a little too softy and sentimental, but uh, it's having friends of pinball and those that support, uh, you know, passion and vision. And they're not little turds that offer nothing, but still, and they're still in chat and they're talking shit and they don't offer anything to this industry. Do something, figure it out. Then you can complain. I love you friends out there. Even if I'm paying each and every one of you to say nice things and to be my friend. I'll literally do anything for a stern banner. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of training up this week, that was my little tease. I didn't know if I was going to come out with it this week, but oh, everything is gold. And we have to. Turning up this week in the most upright fashion is Stern Pinball Banners. Mm. Any guess as to why? You thought that being able to find one uh, was hard enough? We could, well, look. Stern Pinball doesn't directly sell them to the public. Distributors don't advertise to sell them to the public. They're hard to get your hands on, but they're going to be even tougher now because... Here going forward, dealers are no longer allowed to purchase them. Oh. Bum, bum, bum. I listen to all this the, is all outrageous. The you mean yeah. I can't get that sweet James Bond banner? <sighs> bum, bada, bum, bum. It's going to be fucking real hard to do. <laughs> yes. No longer. Now, look, the promotional banners will still be out there in some capacity for every release. That's not going away, but the amounts of how many are going to be in circulation. It's going to be down. Talk about your Because they don't have the license to sell the banner. Jesus. Yeah, so that's trending up. It's uh, the banners. Wow. Just hold on to them. Just squeeze them tightly every night before bed. Value them because they just shot up double the value is what I'm estimating overnight. Double well, the value. and when we were at Expo and we went to the the Stern signing event where you could have anything you wanted signed by the Stern uh, folks there. Uh, They were ooing and aahing at the Stern banners that we were bringing through and told us they're actually not allowed technically to own them themselves just because they are highly sought after by collectors and promotional materials. Yep. And they don't want, I think the, the danger there is they just didn't want their employees selling these things for, you know, mm-hmm. on eBay for a thousand dollars, right? Not yeah. that they're worth that much, but you know, to make, uh, eBay, to make money going on for two hundred. Yeah. Wasn't TMNT outed because in the back of a Zoom, Dwight Sullivan had the TMNT banner? <laughs> He's like, "Oh, that band, that's just, uh, that's just a, a poster, Hot Topics poster. That's all that was." <laughs> Unfortunately, training down this week, it all can't be banners here. It's Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. Oh no. The, the, the controversy, right? The the guy did really bad shit, and everybody said, hey, Adult Swim said, no thanks, asshole, and then everybody got rid of him, right? Does that change the fact, the valuation of the, the pinball machine itself? Not necessarily. I don't think you're going to see a change in value for Spooky Pinball's Rick and Morty. But just objectively, it's kind of trending down a lot of people's psyches, uh, owning that machine. And say what you want we're not arguing that here whether it's you know faux pas to own stuff that other people what i'm saying is it's discussed and it's discussed in a negative way thus it is trending down this week still not getting rid of mine i love it 
All it's trending down is Big Bang Bar, the license being trademarked again with the idea of a possibility to do a remake in the near future by some company, unknown company. Planetary Pinball picked up that license, trademarked it again, so they, they got Big Bang Bar. It sounds like it's coming back. I just, I'm not sold that it's a great idea. Eh, I mean, it's a cool enough game. It's 2023. Does it really sell? Does it really hit the and tickle the spot that we're looking for? I, I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced. The rule set back then, the Capcom operating system, eh, I'm just not convinced. The, everything is just pretty cool on it. Nothing's great. The artwork, eh, it's pretty cool. Right? That the, really came, though, from the, the, the era and the time where Bally Williams and Pinball had died and we were stuck with Stern with no innovation. Yeah. And, oh, everybody was like, oh, I wish the days of the 90s were back. Mm-hmm. And that's where the lore of that game everybody comes wanted, from. Same yeah. thing with Cactus Canyon. Cactus right? Canyon. Yeah, it was like it's a, it's a, yeah, a brother, brother into it. So Big Bang Bar, I'm not convinced. I'm really not convinced. Now, if that would have been part of the Bally Williams you know, uh, catalog, maybe just for nostalgia's sake. Uh, now, would these games sell? Sure, they would sell. Uh, sure, they would sell. How much? I I think that even if you price this at as cheap as a CGC game is, I don't think it sells that well. I really don't. I think the only way you sell this game is in a very limited fashion and at a high price. And if you're doing that, you're not going to take too much time to go through the operating system and redo the code and stuff like that. I just, I'm not seeing it. I mean, okay, the, the dancing stripper alien in the background twirling around, that's kind of goofy, right? But, eh, eh. It's a pass for me. Maybe I need more time on it. I don't know. But then again, as always, I, I, look, I'm just here to report the facts, people. Cue the eagle. Numbers don't lie. Even if it's some shitty Canadian version of it, here on the award-winning Pinball Market Trends, baby. Oh, oh geez, trophy. Did, did you see, see my trophy? Jet? Oh, Crystal. Rub it in. <laughs> All right, guys, where can people catch you? You guys have emails, phone numbers, GBS coordinates? The balloon's following you. It came from Canada. I heard it came from Canada. Didn't that damn balloon? You guys allowed that shit to cross over to our border. Wanting us to fix the problem. (laughs) Typical. We'll shoot that son of a bitch right out the sky. That that was that was the balloon from the I thought that was the balloon from the pinball awards that went up and got away from you guys. (laughs) That was part of the (laughs) the giant inflatable (laughs) pinball that you thought was a great idea. Yeah, so I'm uh, David Dennis, uh, co-host of Silverball Chronicles, along with Ron Hallett. You can check us out at silverballchronicles.com or patreon.com slash silverballchronicles if you want to throw us some money because you feel sad for the fact that we have to do what we do. Chill. (laughs) (laughs) And hey, you can catch me right here, right here on the Pinball Show. With the top stories news segment that I do every other week with uh, with Zach and Dennis and uh, and occasionally as well, you can catch me over on the Pinball Network with uh, with Joel Engelberth where I bug the shit out of him and any guests he might have by showing up there <laughs> as well. So I just I'm all over the place. Uh, You're everywhere. I'm bugging Amanda. I'm uh, Jason. I you know poor Jason at the pinball party. I'm trying to go easy on him because he's new. But just just wait, Jason. I'm coming for you, man. I haven't forgotten. <laughs> And you can catch me at the Pinball Show here on the Pinball Network. Email me at thepinballnetwork at gmail.com. Watch the SDTM video series. 
Uh, support us there by liking, following, flipping out pinball, like, follow, subscribe, check out Joel's streams. Those are freaking awesome. Uh, and flipping out pinball product showcase this week is James Bond 007 Pro. We haven't been stock. Stern's newest game. God. Man, get it while the getting's good right now before that code goes into another orbit. And you're really, really going to want that thing. Get it now. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye, bye. Alien, LV, and SV in stock. Uh, we're still taking orders for James Bond 007 Premium. And we have, like I said, two more spots for that 60th anniversary. Still got a couple more. The home editions, if you want to save uh, uh, thousands of bucks, get you a home edition of Jurassic Park or Star Wars, comic or original. Oktoberfest Deluxe, yeah, they're still making them. I've got some. Ooh, we should be seeing that new game here soon, shouldn't we? From American Pinball. Counting on you, Nordy. GTF. Right. <laughs> Toy Story 4, L, E, and C. If you want it, we got it. Ultraman. Guess what? I don't have Halloween. I'm out. Wow. I got a pre-owned Hobbit LE right now. Cactus King remake. Taking orders for the SE Plus with that topper. Uh, Turtles Pro, Mandalorian Pro and Premium. Rush Pro. No more premiums. Star Wars Pro and Premium. Led Zeppelin Pro and Premium. Insider Kits, GNRs, uh, accessories. You name it, we got it. Banners. Oh, I don't know. TBD. <laughs> Escalera. Ooh, really cool, exciting product accessory for the Escalera. Man, they think of everything over there. It's coming soon. Check us out at the Louisville Show. That's coming up in March, people. Louisville Show. And then Texas Pinball Festival. I might be there. I don't know. TPN last week is a pinball awards. Go watch that on YouTube, TPN. And flipping out pinball with friends. Video on demand with Joe Lingobirth and friends. Pinball Party, episode 17 and 18. That's, that's good stuff. Scott Denisi. Ooh. Triple Dream Pinball Podcast, episode 30 with Neil McRae. Mm. That was actually a he really, really good episode. Yeah. Good old Neil. You could tell that Neil was super excited to be on the podcast with Tom. Yeah, it was a, it was a good one. It was a good one. Free, it was really good. Free Play Pinball Podcast, episode 20. A chat with John Borg. Damn, TPN is bringing it. Love it. TPN this week, just a lot of stuff. I can't even say specifically because there's just so much stuff. It's not because I'm not prepared and I don't know really what's happening in the future. It's because, you know, we have so much love to give and so little airwaves to give it. For the pinball show, for Craig Bobby, and for Dave Dennis, I'm Zach Minnie. And remember, Jake from Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, really, really <laughs> needs to sell that snowmobile. <laughs> I'm Craig Bobby, and if you find yourself trying to buy Poontang and a Ghostbusters LE in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, you know you've gone too far, probably. (laughs) (laughs) And always practice safe pinball and catch you on the shill side. That was good. Well, that was fun, guys. Here's Here's a tip. I got this the other day. This is a dog clicker, uh-huh. okay? <laughs> and every time that you fuck something up, uh-huh. or every time you go into an editing space like we are now, uh-huh. you click it. Okay. And then you'll Why see it. Why is my mouth on... salivating? <laughs> so then you'll see it on your on your yeah. um, thing. So and then you know where to like do your cuts. Chuckle or laugh. So. <laughs> So you know how to do Limit, your cuts. Li- oh, I, well, that doesn't work if we're all doing our own audio. You realize that, but... Okay. <laughs> They're lined up. It's a good idea. I liked it. It's very pro-dog. How's your poo-tang? <laughs> <laughs> joke's way too easy. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, God.
One, two, three, she a pro with the neck. One, two, three, four, hopping on the check. Touchdown, NY, John on the way. Brown skin, light skin, she woke up today. Since I fly a lot, prefer tell Jacob that I need a watch. You know the ones with the color ice drops. We getting money, taking bets. Check my material.